Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for our number three <laughs> weekend fantasy update. You're listening to the voice of Joe Galina. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Galina. And you can also follow this guy, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. And of course, uh, our friend uh, Sean Engel, keeping us flying straight, reacting to everything we say. Gotta love <laughs> and that's the whole thing. That's the truth. <laughs> that's usually what I sound like when I'm sleeping. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you got to wear that mask, wild right? Sounding, that gym. No, no, I don't wear that mask. <laughs> it is pretty wild sounding. <laughs> so, if you want to call in eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine, any uh, lineup questions or trade issues you might have. Feel free. So uh, we will finish it up with the uh, Steelers-Falcons game, and you, you had, uh, started talking about Austin Hooper. Yeah, you, you well, like him yeah. as maybe a uh, DFS? Uh... Absolutely. Pittsburgh is yeah. the worst in the league so far, at giving up points to tight end position, averaging 20.5 fantasy points a game, uh, 30 mm. catches, 339 yards, and three touchdowns so far. Easily tops mm-hmm. in the league pretty much in every category. And, you know, who's – Hooper should be involved in this game that I think is going to be a big, you know, shootout. I think they have to get him involved against a defense that is just getting run over by tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Hooper's still very young in his career. I expected more of him, but sometimes it takes a while for a uh, a tight end to develop. Sometimes it takes a while for any player to develop. Some players develop quickly. <laughs> other players take a, a yeah. long time for whatever yeah. reason. You just never know. You know. Maybe they're just not the most intelligent player. It takes them a while to pick up a playbook. Sometimes they you know, get to that level thinking they're the best player in the world, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're taken down as soon as they step on that field, and all of a sudden you get you know, 380-pound defensive lineman that can run your ass down. It, it changes <laughs> a man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd be scared if I had a big guy chasing me <laughs> uh, but it seems that the the, the running backs uh, have a better opportunity they, they develop quicker they make a, an impact a little quicker no some do some don't uh you mm-hmm, know like mm-hmm. like we're saying with aaron jones he's a good running back probably the best running back on the team but be, yeah, because he doesn't protection. hasn't learned the pass protection it's killed him mm-hmm. uh and it continues right. to kill his his value because they don't give him enough touches so it really comes down to it's, it a lot of it comes down to what kind of offense they ran in college, what they were taught mm-hmm. at that point. You know, if they were taught basic college offenses, really not useful in the NFL. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those and college teams now are running NFL pro-ready offenses. That really helps a guy come along when they get to the mm-hmm. NFL. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we went to commercial, I, I mentioned real quick uh, Ryan Switzer uh, as someone maybe just to keep on your radar. I mean, at the start of the season, uh, I, I loved and I still like him, uh, James Washington, but uh, still working on establishing himself. But Switzer, past couple weeks, uh, two weeks ago, three for uh, nine, three catches, nine yards and a touchdown. Last week uh, had seven targets, seven catches for 32 yards. You know, just just know the name. That's all. Yeah, right. He's, you know, he's given him that short little option pass that, you know, we'll see him take advantage of from time to time. At this point, not really anybody you can count on from week to week. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially with, you know, when you're talking about be, in, behind the guys he's behind. But, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you say, if there's an injury there, yeah. he could step into yeah. a more prominent role. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, let's move on. We have uh, – this is – 
the game that I'm really the most interested in all week. Uh, you got the incredible offense of the Chiefs at home against uh, the best defense in football, in my opinion, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it's going to be a, a tough matchup all the way around. I mean, Kansas <laughs> City went went up against a tough defense last week, and Denver ended up pulling it yeah. out. But Mahomes was a little shaky at times. He came out in the end and did what he needed to do to win the game. Uh, and you yeah. love seeing that. Love seeing those left-handed throws. Um, <laughs> I was going to mention. I was going to mention that play. Yeah, yeah. I just I became a believer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to do whatever I, yeah. he needs to do. No doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, wait yeah. for. You know, one of these days when he gets off a throw with his cleat. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but Jacksonville is going to test him. There's no doubt. They're, they're number one mm-hmm. against uh, quarterbacks, number six against running backs, number two against wide receivers, number four against tight ends. So they've been getting there you it go. done. But that, that being said, um, they really haven't played a ton of really great offenses. They played 10 of Tennessee in week three, but Mariota wasn't really 100%. Didn't even start the game. Had to come in. They had New England in week two. They didn't look very good at all. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Giants in week one. They will get tested this week against Kansas City with all the weapons they have. Although, we mm-hmm. do have uh, Watkins, who's a little banged up, who's questionable going yeah. into the game. Should play, but not at 100%. It's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens here. Yes, it will be. And uh, it's like you were reading my notes when you were uh, talking about the the number of fantasy points per position. But another big thing about him, uh, about Mahomes as well, is the guy hasn't thrown a pick so far this year. Uh, this is a, basically, I know it's his second year, but, you know, he's basically a rookie quarterback and still hasn't, uh, you know, thrown a pick. I think that's going to change this week, but we'll see. <laughs> well, and you're absolutely right. I mean, everybody thought of him as a gunslinger coming in to the season right. that he would throw interceptions, but you took it knowing he was going to throw touchdowns as well. He's just playing well above that. We do have a caller on the line, though. Chris from Chicago is on the line right now. Chris, how's How it going? Doing? Good, how are you? Great, thanks. Very good. Thanks for uh, calling up. Uh, what can we help you with? I got a question for you guys. I got Trey Burton on a bye to this week, and um, I'm debating between Hooper and Ricky Steels to stream them for a tight end. Right. Well, definitely a tough, tough call here. I mean, both of these guys have not lived up to the numbers that we thought they would. But, you know, for me, I mentioned it before, I think Hooper's your play in a game that Vegas think is going to be very high scoring. It looks like it should be very high scoring. I think Hooper is the guy you want to get involved uh, in your, your tight end there. Ricky Seals-Jones, just it's really hard to count on him just because of that quarterback play that, that's coming out. I think Hooper is the play there. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim. But and it's such a, such a shame too because Seals Jones has a very good matchup. Like I was saying earlier, 49ers have given up uh, a touchdown in each of the uh, first four games to tight ends. But uh, yeah, I mean the quarterback play is going to affect. So Chris, I appreciate the call and uh, good I have luck one to you this week. One man. question, if you guys have a time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, flex question: um, Either Fitzgerald, Carlos Hyde, or Tevin Coleman. Uh, Hyde or Coleman. Ooh, um, well, at this point, I can't recommend starting Fitzgerald at any point. Correct. Just not going there. So, um, And I love Fitzgerald, so that's really hard for me to say, believe me. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think Coleman has been playing well, but with, with uh, Freeman back this week, I have to temper expectations. So while Hyde didn't have the greatest game last week, we saw Chubb really get involved there. Uh, well, not really involved, but put up the big plays. I still think Hyde is your play, even in a tough matchup. Yeah, still get a lot of snaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. At this point, it's got to be opportunity. Right. Thank you very much. All right. You got Good it, luck. Chris. Good luck to you this week. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Yep. Okay, so, everybody um, else on the line right now, so let's keep moving. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, 844-843-6879. You could be like Chris from Chicago and uh, get some fantasy advice from uh, the Fantasy Taz. So we were talking about uh, Mahomes and how he's not thrown a pick yet. And uh, and uh, where were we? Uh, the uh, So yeah, I had a question for you, Jim, regarding this game. And it's just basically... In general, but we have the situation here where the Jags are kind of like the best defense, and we get a lot of 
questions. You know, you, you set up that Facebook site. We get questions on the Slack channel and Rotor Experts in terms of sitting your star players in matchups like this. I mean, so, you know, the Jaguars' best defense, I'm still not going to sit Tyreek Hill. <laughs> you know, I'm still going to play Travis Kelsey. You know, I'm still going to start Kareem Hunt. No? No, I, I'm with you. Look, the, the one thing I always tell everybody, look, are you okay sitting Hill if all of a sudden weekend ends, you put in somebody else from they didn't have a good game and Hill went off for three touchdowns? Because that's what you have to ask yourself. He's got the capability. Mm-hmm. He's got the offense to put up that kind of number on anybody any given week. Are you going to feel okay if he's sitting on your bench? If you're not, mm-hmm. then put him in your lineup. If you think you have somebody on your bench that will outperform him this week and you'll be okay if it doesn't happen, okay, well, then that, that's on you. Everybody has to make their own decision decisions at some point but for me it's very hard to to sit those players that have that kind of upside in any given Mm -hmm. week right and we're talking season long of course right i mean it's not like you're gonna take this week and put tyreek hill in a dfs lineup (laughs) you know i mean you could do it but then you know you're really a risk risk taker you know yeah yeah absolutely you're you're trying to be Mm -hmm. contrarian at that point and and also Mm -hmm. i can't fault you for that as well i mean he's going to be very low owned this week so if you're trying to be contrarian at that position while you know taking chalk at other positions i can't fault Mm -hmm. you for that sometimes you have to take that risk yeah, yeah. And who knows, you'd be laughing at us. <laughs> you never yeah, know, right? right? Could be, somebody who wins the millionaire maker could be sitting there with Hill on his team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, been playing better, right? Consistency, consistently uh, close to the top of leaders at uh, creating missed tackles. Uh, yeah, obviously, Hunt I'm is- keeping him in, you know. Yeah, he's playing much better. There's no doubt about it. He's getting more involved. Still not as highly involved in the passing game as we expected him to be or wanted him to be. Uh, But at this point, you can't really fault the the production you're getting out of him, especially the last three games. Week one, he didn't do anything. He only had the 16 carries for 49 yards, so that didn't register anything. But since then, he's uh, been at least 15 or more fantasy points every week. So, you know, Mm -hmm. he's still not getting the, the touches we'd like, still not as involved in the passing game. It was good to see him get the three for 54 in the passing game last week, but he also had the 19 carries for 121 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So that really mm-hmm. helps. He's got four touchdowns in the last three weeks. You got to keep playing him even against this tough defense. Yeah. And uh, on the Jag side, uh, you know, with the injury to Fournette uh, over the past couple of weeks, they've had to throw the ball a little bit more. I mean, last year they were uh, throwing the ball uh, – yeah, they were throwing the ball 50.5% of the time. This year, it's all the way up to almost 60%, 59.8. So, uh, and, you know, you, you're going to want to throw the ball against the Chiefs. We spoke about the Chiefs' uh, defense not being uh, <laughs> very good. There's really no way of putting it. But uh, I'd mentioned D.D. Westbrook, and you have uh, Keenan Cole. Uh, and then uh, uh, T.J. Yeldon, on the other hand, too, in for Fournette. I, I like him in, in DFS. I mean, is that a, a too, almost too obvious? You think that you know, we talked about being contrarian in, in, in DFS. Is maybe putting T.J. Eldon in there a little too obvious? <laughs> I, I think he'll be highly owned this week because of his mm-hmm. cost, but that doesn't make him a bad play. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it does give you a chance to, to take, you know, some other studs uh, at those other positions because of his cost. But he, it's not like he's going to be low owned. He's going to be high owned at that cost. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. Kansas City, you know, 32nd in the league against opposing running backs. They, they've given up 31 passes and 385 yards just through the air to running backs. Um, and that's separate of the 421 yards they've given up on the ground. Uh, allowed mm-hmm. six touchdowns to the position, an average of 36.9 fantasy points a game to running backs. So, yeah, Yeldon mm-hmm. is a nice sneaky play in this one. Yeah, yeah. And for uh, Bortles, actually, if you look at his numbers when Fournette has been out and he's missed five games uh, over the past couple of years, and, uh, I mean, Bortles actually, you know, I'm looking at his numbers, 376 passing yards of four TDs and an interception in one game, 326 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions in another game. Uh, You know, I kind of like him as a, a sneaky play as well. 
Yeah, again, I, I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to really be a sneaky play. I think he's going to be a highly owned play <laughs> because of his price. So I think that mm-hmm. that continues. I mean, everybody's expecting the same thing. Kansas City can't stop anybody. And I think, uh, you know, we're going to see that continue. And Bortles without Fournette is going to continue to throw the ball. Uh, we mm-hmm. do have another caller on hold if you want to take him. Chris from L.A. is on hold right now. Sure. Chris. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Chris well, left. <laughs> bye, bye, Chris. No fun for you, Chris. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so uh, another guy on, on this team. What, what do you think about uh, Dante Moncrief? Finally showed up last week. Uh, five for 109 with a touchdown. Uh, has, has been inconsistent over his career, but. When he was with the Colts, there was a time where he was uh, pretty good to find that that end zone. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think out of the receivers in Jacksonville, to me, he's the one who has the most traits of being a number one wide receiver. So it'll be interesting to see if that plays out, um, you know, again. But right now, it's so hit or miss on which guy is going to hit it. Every week, it seems to be a different guy. Uh, and right. it's hard to count on. And that, as long as it's hard to count on, it's hard to start. Uh, and we need to uh, add a category in some uh, fantasy leagues uh, called air yards because uh, he uh, <laughs> has a commanding team lead in air yards of 296. Yeah, well, you know, two out of the last three games, he's done pretty well. You know, back in week yeah. two, he, didn't, he scored another touchdown. So, you know, he's just inconsistent to me. You know, first week he had five yeah. targets. Second week he had nine targets. Then he had three targets. Then he had five targets. You know, not really something you can count on in every given week. Everybody's jumping all over D.D. Westbrook this week because of the game he had last week. Um, and, yeah. you know, I get that. But uh, same thing for him. Week one he had six targets. Then he had five targets. Then he had four targets. Then he had 13 targets last week. Can you count mm-hmm. on the four or can you count on the 13? I just don't know. Right. All right. Well, when we come back, uh, I want to get your take on the final for this game. Uh, over under, I have is uh, 49. So they're respecting the Chiefs' ability to move the ball. So I want to get your take on that because it's an interesting game. We've got one of the prolific offenses versus a prolific defense. And we've got the Rocky music is going to take us out. I like that. Got a burning heart. We'll be back with more weekend fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. fired up for that last 40 minutes and we're back on the fantasy sports radio network weekend fantasy update yeah i'm going to talk about godzilla in a second but first i want to uh Tell our audience about Bet DSI. Bet DSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at Bet DSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. Bet DSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com, promo code F-N-T-S-Y. So head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. Yeah, Godzilla, Blue Oyster Cult. I was a big uh, Godzilla fan. Actually, I, actually, I liked King Kong better than him because, you know, there was that, that, that movie King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. You remember that movie? <laughs> I do. I do. Way back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you used to watch it here in, uh, in the New York area. 
Uh, it was on, uh, they used to play uh, a lot of these monster movies on uh, Channel 9 on Saturday morning. Yeah, right, morning, W-O-R. So. <laughs> right, right. You'd flip between watching cartoons to whatever monster movie was on <laughs> at the time. And uh, I was always very happy that King Kong kicked uh, Godzilla's ass in that movie. They're actually <laughs> remaking it. <laughs> Are they? Oh, man, there's so, yeah, remaking yeah. so much stuff. It isn't funny. You know what? Time I, for to have some fresh ideas, guys. Uh, I'm sorry, there are none. Because they're still making everything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there goes Godzilla the, the taking I'm, issue. He's taking the issue with my comments. The one I always hated was Mothra. I never liked Mothra. Yeah. I always waited for yeah. Mothra to get his butt kicked. Right, right. I used to like Gamera. You remember the flying uh, yeah, Gamera, turtle? Yeah. Uh, anything a, but uh, Mothra. Who wants a who wants a killer moth? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Have the moth fly to a uh, a light bulb a light, and burn yeah, itself, right? Exactly. <laughs> That'd be the biggest zap in history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, back to this Chiefs-Jaguars uh, game. So uh, I have the Chiefs as a three-point favorite, and the over/under is forty-nine. Uh, has this yep, moved? Exactly. No, that's exactly right where it's been. Oh, okay. it's, it's been pretty steady. They're keeping that number mm-hmm. right there. Um, and, and like you I know, said, basically, they're just giving the yeah. Chiefs the three points for being home home uh, favorites. That's all it is. Yeah. And it seems that that forty-nine is kind of respecting uh, the Chiefs' offense, right? Taking the the Chiefs' offense, you know, with more precedent precedence over the the play of the Jaguars' defense that they could. Maybe the Chiefs could overcome this. That's what bets, bet makers are, are saying, I guess, with that 49, no? Uh, absolutely. I would expect it to be more of a 42, gonna, 44. Yeah, they're going to put points on the board. And they're, but the opposite side is they're expecting Jacksonville to put points on the board as well with an implied point total of 23 for Jacksonville and yeah. 26 for Kansas City. They expect both of these teams to score this week. Yeah, we already talked about how bad the Chiefs' uh, defense is too. So you're right. They're taking into consideration probably that the Jaguars are going to score some points off of them as well. But I still think in this matchup, you know, uh, I'm not sure if I like the three points. If it was, uh, you know, two and a half, I'd like it a little bit more. That three points, I think, could be dead on when all is said and done. But I do Mm -hmm. think there's a good chance this goes over. Oh, the over? Uh, Over of the 49? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think that... because Jacksonville will put up points, and KC will have mm-hmm. to stay with him. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, I don't know if I could bet this game. If I, like, if I really had to put a, a you know a wager on this, I mean, because you kind of like I, I the three and a half that I uh, that I had seen earlier in the week, I would take the Jaguars because I I almost feel like this is going to kind of be like a right on target of a a three point uh, difference, but I don't know. I wish uh, I would have said that. You did say that, right? Oh, did I? Oh, oh. okay. I'm not sure. I do. (laughs) Old age, you know, it just keeps going. (laughs) Yeah, I just keep talking. Yeah. All right. So let's move on uh, to the uh, Bengals versus Dolphins. Bengals home. Uh, What do we see in this? uh, I see a six point favorite. I have six and a half now at a 48 Mm -hmm. and a half over under last I checked. Right. Right. Fonte's right. so, perfect. Back. Another one of these guys uh, coming back from a suspension. The Bengals defense allowing 57.4% of third downs to be converted. That's the last in the NFL. Maybe perfect could help him out. <laughs> oh, I think perfect def- definitely helps him out and probably mm-hmm. steps on a couple of helmets along the way. Um, you know, <laughs> you know things like that. But, yeah, I definitely think he helps him out, and there's no doubt about it. You know, excellent. Mm-hmm playmaker on any defense and just have to worry about how many penalties he's going to have after you know choking guys out in the middle of the field but (laughs) (laughs) Um, definitely one of the dirtiest players in the game but he is definitely a playmaker definitely gives this defense a boost uh playing at Mm -hmm. home against miami miami got taken down last week by new england i think that trend continues this week cincinnati's defense uh not playing so well but i think at Mm -hmm. home this week i think they put up a decent game against uh miami and that's that's why i think we're seeing the six and a half point spread for two three and one teams Yep, and uh, we already mentioned earlier about uh, Joe Mixon being back. Uh, Giovanni Bernard out two to four weeks, uh, knee uh, injury, MCL strain, and and you brought up a good point. 
Uh, I'm not just going to repeat what you say. I'm going to give you credit for saying it. Yeah, Mark, about Mark Walton being a guy of interest, right? Uh, because uh, look, you know, it's his first Mixon's first game back, and he had a little knee uh, procedure done. So you know, they might not want to, you know, inundate uh, Mixon with uh, tons of carries. And He's a not only that. Yeah, right. Not only that, Miami has been giving up a lot of points to opposing running backs, an average of 33.6 yeah. a game. A lot of that mm-hmm. through the air, 30 receptions so far for yep. uh, running backs, 267 yards. So absolutely, th- this is a game where both of these guys, I like mixing to, to put up points in this one. Uh, Miami's given mm-hmm. up an average of a, 104 yards a game pretty much on the ground to running backs. So I think Mixon has a good chance to get close to that 100-yard mark. I think he has a chance to score. But I also think Walton could be a, a, a sneaky play if he gets four or five receptions, even if it's for mm-hmm. short yardage. Right, right. Uh, where are you in terms of this tight end uh, situation? Tyler Eifert, man. You know, we could say that in the past he's been uh, injury prone. This, this wasn't uh, because because of that. It's just it was a play, and it was ugly, ugly ankle. It was injury. ugly. Yeah, yeah, I hate to see that year. kind yeah. of stuff for anybody, especially <laughs> mm-hmm. when he was just starting to come back into his own, really starting to get involved yeah. in the offense again. And mm-hmm. and then you see this happening. Everybody's so quick. Oh, but he's always so injury prone. But like you said, this wasn't about being injury prone. <laughs> this was just a one play right. thing where his leg got snapped. You can't do anything about that. Yeah. Um, there's right, no right. rhyme or reason to it. It could happen to anybody on any single play. Uh, you just mm-hmm. hate to see it. Now, you know, fantasy owners this week trying to figure out whether it's going to be Azuma or if it's going to be Croft who picked it up last year. Uh, a lot of people right. seem to think that Azuma is a, a play this week, and I, I'm one of them. Azuma was the guy early oh, in yeah. the season. I was going to ask who you. Seemed, mm-hmm. Yeah, he seemed to be getting a little bit more of the targets before Eifert was really all the way back. I think I see mm-hmm. that trend continue. He gives them a little bit more playmaking ability than Croft does. Right. Well, when you look at, uh, you know, Azumi's ran more routes than Croft uh, this season, outsnapped him uh, last week, uh, I think uh, was 70 to 27%. So, uh, but the thing is, uh, you know, Croft, he had a connection last year with uh, with Dalton, seven touchdowns. So, yeah, you know, I was in, early in the week, I was thinking, Croft, I'm kind of leaning your way, but I guess we won't, won't know till they play. <laughs> and, and you're right. It could easily go the other way, folks. Don't, you know, mm-hmm. don't take it for writ for either one of these guys. It's really going to come down to play in time and who gets open and who doesn't. But Miami's been right. really good against uh, tight ends. They haven't given up any touchdowns to the position, only an average of 10.7 points a game um, mm-hmm. on that with an average of like four catches. Uh, uh, for about 55 yards. So, you know, it's not like they're giving up a ton of points to the tight end position. So, it, you know, temper expectations. Uh, if it's me, if I had to make that chance, if I'm really hurting the tight end, i go Azuma first, but it could easily go both ways. Right. I, I saw on uh, DraftKings, they were both 2900 bucks. So even even DraftKings didn't know at the time when they, uh, but they, you know, they make, they price very early in the week, don't they? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's so Tyler Boyd, it'll yeah. be a play. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Boyd, three straight big games now, right? Uh, six for 91 in a touchdown, six for 132 in a touchdown, 11 for 100. This guy, uh, you know, looks like he's uh, in it for the long haul. Well, he set himself up as, as a complete, you know, uh, definitely a, a middle-of-the-road wide receiver, too, with wide receiver upside after the last three weeks. you got to love that. Mm-hmm. And Anytime you see a wide receiver get 15 t- you know, targets, that's a nice thing. Um, mm-hmm. If it's con- consistent, that's a good thing. Uh, the 15, I think, was just because Green wasn't fully healthy last week. I think that really <laughs> slowed him down a little bit, and they went to Boyd a little bit more. Uh, Dolphins mm-hmm. can be beat through the air. Uh, you know, they can give up points that way. And with the way Dalton is playing and with the fact that he has A.J. Green on the other side, Boyd is absolutely in play pretty much an every week starter right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, not that he's been so much of a, a fantasy uh, producer, but John Ross uh, is having a groin issue. It's questionable as to whether or not he'll play. And uh, obviously, if he doesn't, uh, you know, Green and, and Boyd will be a, a little you know, absorb some of his targets as well. Yeah, absolutely. These are both guys that, you know, have to be in your lineup each and every week at this point. Uh, you know, will they 
let you down a time or two? Absolutely, but it happens to almost every every player on the field at one time or another. They have an off game, mm-hmm. so don't be get put down to that. Right now, Tyler Boyd is playing the best football of his life. You got to ride him. Yeah, and speaking of guys that'll, you know, let you down on the fantasy. Uh, Field. What about Kenyon Drake uh, on the Dolphins side? I mean, uh, man. <laughs> well, you look at his carries, right, uh, for the first four games. 14, 11, 5, 3. I mean, what's he going to get tomorrow? One? Uh, you know, 3.2 <laughs> yards per carry. Uh, I mean, I know that last week, you know, the Pats uh, just slammed the Dolphins and ended up being a 38-7 game. But, uh, you know, the other weeks, you know, what's his excuse? And we talked about it last week. If, if Drake can't you know, beat out and get more snaps than uh, Frank Gore, who basically was was a middle school when this when this guy was uh, was born. <laughs> you know, we got some issues here. Yeah, this was definitely it's a concern. I mean, last two weeks, the Raiders and Patriots. Okay, last game last week, game script took it out when you know mm-hmm. New England got up, uh, took the game out of his hands. He's not really a pat pass catching back. He's going to be the running guy who really needs those touchdowns to give you points. He's only got one of them on the season. That was week two against the Jets. Since then, like you said, he's got eight carries for six yards uh, in two Mm -hmm. weeks, and that's the Raiders and Patriots. And, you know, again, Cincinnati at home, they got perfect back this week. I think he's definitely a guy I can't play. He's on my bench, mm-hmm. same, sitting right next to Larry Fitzgerald and LaShawn McCoy if you drafted him. Uh, luckily, I was fortunate enough not to draft him pretty much. I think I only have like two copies of him anywhere. Uh, just wasn't a big fan of his, especially with all the talk that Gore was getting in the preseason and how look, good he looked, how fast he looked. And it, it's showing Gore is taking you know a, a lion's share of this carries lately and uh, mm-hmm. just it's killer to drake owners but at some point you got to figure he bounces back but you know when they, he has a pretty tough schedule moving forward hmm. so what are these guys doing on your bench are they like eating sunflower seeds just horsing around what, what are they doing because you said you know, I, i'm pretty them, sure i keep seeing know. them uh, sneaking uh, <laughs> skittles out of marshawn lynch's uh, helmet whenever marshawn <laughs> lynch is on the field <laughs> <laughs> so what are we thinking in terms of game script in this one? I mean, uh, I, I think these are two teams basically going in, in two different directions, right? I mean, the Dolphins got off to a nice start, but uh, weren't as good as they showed in those first few games. Well, no, you know, Tennessee, uh, the Jets, and Oakland, you know, they definitely got out to that nice 3-0 start. New England took them down a notch last week. I think Cincinnati continues to do that this week. At home, I expect to see a good Cincinnati offense beat down on this Miami defense. Uh, and I think that the Cincinnati's defense is going to be improved with Perfect out there. And I think that really curtails a lot of Miami's offense. So I'm looking for Cincinnati to cover the six and a half points. Uh, the over under mm-hmm. is tight for me, 48 and a half points. That's like right on the edge. We could easily see that number coming up pretty damn close. So I wouldn't touch the mm-hmm. over and under in this, but I do like Cincinnati laying the points. I might go the under just because I don't know if uh, the Dolphins could, could score much. You know what I'm saying? To contribute well, too much to that game, this game. Just but, to, you know. Cincinnati, so far on the season, they're 29th against opposing quarterbacks. They're 22nd against mm-hmm. opposing running backs, 27th against opposing wide receivers, and 29th against opposing tight ends. So they're giving mm. up points and stuff like that. It's just, I right. think, with perfect back, I think he gives them that little bit of edge that really hurts Miami this week. There you go. Okay. Uh, let's move on. I want to try to get to as many of these games as we can. Got the uh, the two teams from Texas. We have the Texans. I have them as a three-point favorite at home uh, versus the Cowboys. I have the over on this 45-and-a-half. Uh, yeah, 45-and-a-half is what I have, minus three from Houston. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Dallas played a good game last week, and you know, two and two going into Houston is one and three. Uh, you know, we're starting to see Deshaun Watson play better. Uh, yeah. He probably has yeah. – it looks like Will Fuller is going to be able to play this week. Uh, still don't mm-hmm. have much of a rushing game, so he has to rely on that passing game. Um, you know, it's going to be a, a tight game because Dallas's defense is good. The number six against opposing wide receivers uh, have only given up uh, 30.7 points in total to the position on a given week. So that's not really a lot. Um, and – you know, Houston, while playing better, has made some mistakes as well. This could be a tight game, and that's why you're only seeing the minus three for from Houston. 
this is a game, though, you know, when you're talking about those in-state battles can really come down to a lot of uh, different factors that we're not taking into account. So this is a game where I wouldn't bet. I, I just don't like the points and I don't like the over under. This could easily go mm-hmm. both ways. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, supposedly dealing with an ankle and knee uh, injury, but he's going to be fine. But uh, look, you know, we knew he was going to, they were just going to run him. They were forced to have to run him into the ground. <laughs> this well, season. yeah, no choice. Uh, and now they, they yeah. took a, Dallas took a huge hit this week. They had to put Terrence Williams on IR. That's huge to them. Well, I tried mm-hmm, to say mm-hmm. that with a straight face, but I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know if, if you're Zeke, couldn't, uh, couldn't hold that, yeah. couldn't hold that thought for too long. Uh, let's face yeah, it, you know, Zeke Elliott is their offense right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get back to this game and more. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. And welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. A little funk. Yeah. Juggling the funk. <laughs> Juggling and uh, Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz. Sean Angle doing a great job all day, keeping us flying straight, bringing us in with some very interesting selection of music. And uh, it's amazing how fast three hours goes by when you talk about something that you love. Fantasy football today, uh, been fun, uh, Jim. We still have uh, a little less than 20 minutes left, but it's been fun today. Absolutely. It always goes quick talking to you, Joe. There you go. There you go. Uh, hey, so real quick, we were talking uh, Texans, Cowboys. Um, like I said, Deonta Foreman uh, coming off the Achilles could be back for Week Seven. And let's face it, Lamar Miller really hasn't. You know, an... <laughs> <laughs> we get the banjo music again. There you go, Lamar Miller. And I was, you know, one of his biggest supporters. I didn't expect him to have a big year, but you know, like I told you in earlier shows. I kind of believed the, the 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 hype about him coming into camp a little uh, bit of, in better shape, having more explosiveness. RB thirty three. So as soon as Foreman is ready to go, I'm sure the Texans are going to give him a shot. <laughs> they have no choice but to give him a shot at this point. Like you say, Lamar yeah. Miller is not getting it done. Uh, definitely right. expected more from him myself uh, coming in and. Basically, because what he did last year with Watson, he was so much better with Watson in the lineup. You figured that would take off again this year. Now, Watson did get off to a slow start, so maybe that affected Miller as well. But Miller's not Mm -hmm. involved in the passing game. He's not really getting much involved in the ground game at this point. So, uh, you know, it's really hard to count on. I think Foreman is a guy, as soon as he's back, coaches already say he's going to hit the ground running in Week 7. When he does come back, they think he's ready now. So when that happens in Week 7 – there's a very good chance that they're going to put him in there and see if he can do any better than what Miller's doing now, which is not much of anything. Yeah, I was going to pick up Foreman in one of my leagues. Somebody beat me by two hours. So 18% ownership in CBS Sports Leagues. <laughs> uh, keep an eye out for him. Also, uh, based on what we had talked about with Zeke Elliott in terms of you know him having a, a lot of work uh, because he is the uh, the focal point of the Cowboys offense, take a look to see if Rod Smith is available uh, that's uh, Elliot's backup, so uh, you know might want to work him off of the waiver wire as well. 
I had some people asking me if they should start Rod Smith this week. I, I mean, Ooh, I know I Ezekiel's know that. beat up, but as long as Ezekiel's on the field, they're not taking him yeah. off. Uh, you know, yeah, they're going to have right. to carry him off on a stretcher for Rod Smith to, to really become a play in this game. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, why don't we try to get through as many of these as we can? We have the uh, Chargers at home. I have them as a five-point favorite over the Raiders. 52.5 over under, so lots of scoring expected in this game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, again, both defenses not really playing up to snuff, uh, giving up a lot of points, charges especially, but they are home, and that's what the five-and-a-half points is you know, telling you that you know at home they're a little bit better than just being home. They're, they're getting a few extra points there. Uh, you know, Chargers played some tough teams, come out two and two. Oakland, one and three, of course. They, you know, Carolina, Denver, first two weeks, tough matchups. Miami, Cleveland, last two weeks, a little better. We saw them really come alive last week, uh, putting the ball out there. Derek Carr having his best game of the season. Jordy Nelson with two strong games in a row. Uh, Amari yeah. Cooper with a good game last week, although I really don't like Cooper this week. I think his matchup is tough. I don't expect him to do much. And it does seem like he's a guy you have to play every other week. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. I was looking at his numbers. Every other week is uh, is, is is what it had. One for nine, 10 for 116, two for 17, then eight for 128. So uh, in my opinion, you should have – go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and this weekend, this week he goes up against Casey Hayward. Hayward has yeah. owned Cooper. Uh, they played mm-hmm. against each other a lot. Hayward has pretty much shadowed Cooper every time they play, and he shuts him down fairly consistently. So, consistently. So, I think Cooper is absolutely a must-sit this week, folks. For any of you out there thinking hmm. he had a great week last week, don't put him in your lineups this week. You almost should have traded him after last week's eight for tw- oh, one twenty-eight. Get rid of the headache. You know, yeah, I would have traded him after as, the, as... the first good game. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have uh, drafted him. but <laughs> I, And I didn't draft him. And I, see, look, yeah, I, I keep saying this one stat that people don't want to believe, but since mm-hmm. he's come into the NFL, 60% of his games have resulted in him not even getting double-digit scores. Less than mm-hmm. wide receiver two numbers, and you drafted him, right. you know, so early, thinking you're going to get consistent numbers, and he just—he is absolutely the epitome of non-consistency. And I absolutely think that right now, Bob Long is out there saying, "I told you guys not to take him. I told you he's not consistent." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bob Long, good guy, good guy, and I love his consistency uh, uh, features there. Uh, so, um, Raiders D. Third most points allowed in football, 42 points last week uh, allowed to Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Uh, I'm taking the uh, the Chargers in this game. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers in this game at home as well. I, I think mm-hmm. they, they cover the spread. Uh, I think they go over on the 52-and-a-half as well because I think Oakland's mm-hmm. going to put up some points too, but I definitely think Chargers end up taking the, the, the points and running with them. Uh, man, I, I'll even suggest playing Mike Williams this week. <laughs> hey, Marshawn Lynch, can you believe he's RB11 in PPR scoring? I can. I can. I love Marshawn Lynch. I did, look, mm-hmm. I, I love guys that go out there and fight for everything all the time. And that's what he did. And last week he got robbed of a touchdown when that damn referee blew the whistle early on forward motion. Yeah, when yeah. He was still fighting. And he had just broken away and he was going to run down the sideline for the score. Yet the, the ref mm-hmm. blows the whistle. I hate that rule that you can't <laughs> review that because, you know, that would have been a touchdown for him. So he would have ended up with about 160 yards and a touchdown as opposed to 130 yards and no touchdown. There you go. Yeah. All right. So uh, we uh, let's take a look at this uh, Eagles Vikings game. Eagles two and two at home as a I have him as a three point favorite. Forty six and a half over under over the Minnesota Vikings, who are one two and one. And let's face it, their defense has been torched two weeks in a row. No Trey Absolutely. Waynes this week too. <laughs> The defense has been torched and no Trey Waynes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Philly always plays better at home. We saw Alshon mm-hmm. Jeffrey get get involved last week, although he's got a tough matchup this week, probably going against Xavier Rhodes in most of this right. game, and that's a tough matchup for anybody. Uh, so I definitely mm-hmm. think we'll see some more players. You know, Nelson Aguilar has pretty much faded away at this point. Uh, we saw Jordan Matthews with the long touchdown last week, but that's all he did. <laughs> You know, right. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised at all if we start seeing some more of that two tight end set come into play and Dallas got it, become more yeah. involved in this one, uh, especially if 
if Jeffrey is shut down by Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and uh, we spoke earlier in the show about Dalvin Cook, how uh, in his last game, no carries in the second half. Uh, but he's dealing with this. So it's a hamstring, right, that he's dealing with? And uh, looks yeah, like it could they, be a game-time decision. Sit him. They need to sit him this week. I really hope they don't play him. Give him another mm-hmm. week. Give him a full week. Let him come back. You know, run with Latavius Murray. You know, whatever you say about Philly, their defense is really strong against the run. Only giving up yeah. one touchdown to the position. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. only at, allowing an average of 16.2 fantasy points in PPR leagues to running backs. Number three in the league against running backs. I don't expect either one of these running backs to do much. Sit, cook, let him get another week. Let him get a little bit healthier before you bring him back. Yeah, I'll give you another one. 2.66 yards per carry allowed by the Eagles to opposing running backs. So you're right. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, and, and Vikings, no rushing touchdowns so far this season. No, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Well, again, because mm-hmm. Cook isn't really healthy. Murray, you know, mm-hmm. when he did get the opportunity when Cook was out, didn't do anything with it. Right. So it, mm-hmm. it's hard to be hard to be really, you know, favorable that he's going to do a good job even if Cook doesn't play this week. What about the uh, Eagles running game? Jay Ajayi still playing with that small fracture in his back. You know, you got Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement. I mean, if I had to, I'd play Ajayi in season long, but uh, under protest and duress. (laughs) Yeah, it really would come down to options for me as well, because Minnesota's done a great job against running backs as well. They've only given up one passing touchdown in running backs, none on the ground. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know. They're doing not as well as Philly, but they're doing pretty well. Ajayi mm-hmm. you know, always has that option of getting that you know, goal line touch for a touchdown and scoring that way. I just don't think he's going to put up a lot of yards to go with it. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, definitely not a, a running back core that I want to look at this week unless I absolutely have to. Yeah, would you trade for Carson Wentz? Someone's uh, put him on the block in, in, in that league where I told you that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo went down for me. Would I mean, would you trade for him? I mean, yeah, depends on what you gonna... have to give up. Absolutely, yeah. but yeah, I yeah. would trade for him. I think he, I, I expect mm-hmm. him to continue to get better. Uh, I expect mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffrey to, to round more into, you know, position and, and really start to play better as time goes on as well. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do think Wentz has the, the players around him that he can make it happen. Yeah. So here's a, a deadly combination, and then we'll move on to the next game. But uh, Eagles lead the league in quarterback hits, right? Thirty six. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins has been pressured at the NFL's third highest rate, forty-two percent. Pretty bad combination there, right? Not a good, time. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, not, not not a good combo for the Vikings, right? <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're definitely going to be coming at him too because you don't really want to let him sit back there and pick you apart with those weapons. Let's feel, you know, Thielen and Diggs, one of the best one-two combination in the league. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you got Kyle Rudolph on top of that, so they can't let him sit back there and have time. They're going to come have to come at him hard. Mm-hmm. So what are we thinking about this game? Uh, I, you know, I kind of like the Eagles at home, and and if that would make the Vikings one three and one. <laughs> yeah, that would really kill the Vikings season. I think really push them mm-hmm. down too far to really make a comeback. But uh, we've seen different things happen, so hard to say that for sure. But the three, they're really not giving the Eagles a lot of respect. Just giving them the basic three point home. Uh, mm-hmm. favorite there. Uh, you know, they're not giving them anything on top of that. So they're saying that the, basically the Vikings have a decent chance to win this game. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a game I would bet because we could see either way if the Vikings get off to a quick start for whatever reason, you know, one quick play, one quick defensive play that gets them a score early on, uh, we could see Philly struggling to get back into it. Yeah. Yep, I so I, I, I wouldn't bet this game. And, you know, with this big slate, there's definitely some games I like. This one is not it. Yeah, this is a game where you sit back on your couch, you just enjoy it, right? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. love to see them go over. I think there's a possibility they go over, but I would never bet it. Yeah, this is a late game, right? So I'll be watching this in Studio 34 uh, in the FNTSY uh, headquarters there in Manhattan. Ooh, got, hey, uh, got, 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 got some company with Chris Pavona and uh, Laura Michaels and Camp Stewart. Yeah, that whole big group have a good time you guys got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a fun show, though. It's a, it's a good show yeah, yeah. To, to listen to. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole day of programming, too. Yeah. You're uh, on early and you're on late, too, right? Yeah, that's a fun part. 8 to 10 in the morning, mm-hmm. 8 to 10 at night. Yeah, it definitely stretches yeah, the... me out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Arizona and San Francisco. 
Uh, this is a real barn burner, huh? <laughs> um, 49ers, uh, they're the home team. 49ers, four-point favorite. Low scoring, uh, according to the odds makers. 40 and a half is what I have them at. I actually have them at 40. I'm going to check the the late odds now, see if they've changed any. But, uh, yeah, this is – yeah, they have them at 40 right now, uh, minus three for San Francisco. You know, mm-hmm. hey, look, uh, Beathard looked better than people expected against that charge. And he took a beating, last too. Week. <laughs> and he took yeah. a beating. Um, Arizona's defense is pretty good against quarterbacks, so I'm not sure they do it again. Yeah. But Arizona mm-hmm. can be run on, so it may come down to Brita and Morris doing the damage this week if Arizona has any shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to ask you. I, I'm thinking, I'm yeah, I'm thinking Breida uh, should have a good game, right? Uh, Cardinals second most fantasy points per game to running backs, most rushing TDs to running backs as well. Yes, yeah, and seven, what I like seven yeah, scores yeah. on to running backs so yeah. far. Oh, uh, eight yeah. if you count the, the passing ones. So yeah, absolutely giving yeah. it up that way. And Breida should be in play, although Breida is questionable as well. He's a little hurt. Yeah. Uh, they expect him to play, but definitely keep your eye on that because if he's out, then. Uh, gives a little credence to Morris having a good game. Yeah, and with all the uh, stuff going on with the tight end position in fantasy, nice to see George Kittle have a nice day last week, right? 82-yard catch uh, <laughs> for a touchdown. Yeah, you like to see that, but he's going to have a hard time this week because uh, Arizona <laughs> is pretty good against tight ends, so we'll have to see how that plays mm-hmm. out. Right, and I already mentioned about uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. I mean, it's tough to start him, but just you know, keep in mind San Francisco uh, has given up a touchdown in each game to the tight end position. So, uh, David Johnson, uh, a little life coming out of him last week, right? Season high in touches, total yards, snap play. That, that's the thing. they, they got to get him more involved. Keep him involved. You absolutely have to. Why wouldn't you? you (laughs) Yeah, especially when you have so many doubts about the quarterback position. You need to keep Mm -hmm. feeding the ball to Johnson, trying to keep the other team off the the field. I think we see that trend continue. Uh, San Francisco can absolutely absolutely be run on, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, giving up, what, almost 600 yards on the the ground to running backs uh, in total between – you know, on the ground and in the air, something that David mm-hmm. Johnson can help with both ways. So I think David Johnson is a solid play this week. I have him in quite a few of my DFS lineups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do we think about this game in terms of game script, uh, betting, and, and all that stuff? You know what? I, I'm going to go with San Francisco at home. Uh, I think they're going to cover the three and a half. But I, and that 40 points is rough. Because, <laughs> you know, I could see a 2017 game here, but I could also see it like a 24-20 game here. So it's mm-hmm. like right on the cusp for me. And, you know, that's what they want to do. They want to put that, make it such a hard decision that have people go one way, have people go the other. That's exactly what they're looking for. And I think they hit it on the head with this 40 number because it, it's right there for me. Um, I, I like the points a lot better. Than that, and I think the money line this week uh, at minus 195 for San Francisco is a nice bet. There you go. There you go. I want to remind you, we have just uh, a few minutes left, and we're going to uh, just quickly go over the Rams-Seattle uh, game. And uh, in this league, will be on after us, uh, Chris Welsh and Scott Bogman. Um, so uh, what are we thinking about this game? You have the uh, Rams. I have them as a 7.5 favorite over a home team, Seahawks. We already talked about that whole little Chris Carson, Mike Davis situation. Looks like it's going to be a committee in the, uh, in the uh, running back position for the Seahawks for now. Um, yeah, just Rams basically, uh, you know, less than a minute. I'll I'll skip that. I just want to get your take on this game. Well, I think Seattle's going to come out and play better than people expect. I like Russell Wilson as a, a, a chance play on DFS this week. I like Doug Baldwin a lot. I think he sees a lot of targets in this one. Rams, you know, definitely a tough defense. But Russell Wilson can beat anybody when he's on top of his game. Hasn't been there yet. But I think this is a week where he comes out and plays a great game. I still like uh, the Rams to win. But the seven and a half points, uh, I think, is going to be real tight. But if I'm going to bet one way, I'm going to bet the Rams with the seven and a half. There you go. That's Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz. Sean Engel, great job producing our show. I'm Joe Galina. Make sure to tune in tomorrow, all-day coverage of fantasy football. And uh, tune in next week from 1 to 4 more weekend fantasy update. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, thanks for listening.